The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. So today, we're really thrilled to be here at Automation Anywhere for their IA Day. And we have a special guest. Our guest is Manish Rai, who is the VP of Product Marketing at Automation Anywhere. Hi, Manish. Thank you so much for joining us on today's AI Today podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at Automation Anywhere. My name is Manish Rai, and I'm Vice President of Product Marketing. I'm responsible for all the AI offerings at Automation Anywhere. I have been in the industry for 20 years and in product marketing for the last 15 years. And I've focused on AI for at least five years out of those uh, 15 years. So really excited to be here and excited to be talking to you and your community. Well, great. And I think, you know, uh, here at, at the IA Day, you know, it's the focus, the IA part is intelligent automation for our listeners. And intelligent automation has gained adoption in many sectors in recent years. And one of those places that people may be familiar with intelligent automation is this concept of robotic process automation, RPA. So many people see RPA and intelligent automation as a gateway to more cognitive forms of automation, such as artificial intelligence. And, you know, so what role does RPA play to move companies up this ladder of intelligent automation? So RPA is primarily used by enterprises to automate their repetitive business processes. And what RPA has gotten good at over the last decade of innovation is going to where the data resides, helping companies collect data from the systems where the data resides. And oftentimes that data is split across multiple IT systems. There could be a legacy mainframe system, a DOS system, and a modern cloud-based enterprise software. And it can find that data, stitch it together, format it in the right format, so it can be used by AI platforms. That's where a big value comes in. And then often people take that data upload to a AI platform in the cloud, and then it gives you some results and you have to act upon them. And again, RPA is handy, is taking those results and triggering the next steps in the workflow in the enterprise system. So increasingly what people are finding is RPA is the perfect solution for orchestrating AI. And it's more so because today you have a fragmented ecosystem of AI platforms. There is companies like Data Robot that might have good auto ML. Google Translate may work very well versus Microsoft OCR works very well with handwriting. And so when you try to combine that together and use those technologies, you want to pick the best of a breed from these solutions. And RPA is a natural solution for stitching it and orchestrating across that. Yeah. And that leads into my next question, because I think that in order for organizations to really get and realize the power of intelligent automation, they need to combine technologies and approaches. 
including RPA, but then other cognitive technologies as well. You know, like you said, they want to pick and choose the best. They don't want to be locked into just one vendor or one solution. And we see this around our seven patterns of AI as well. Our listeners know we talk about a lot on our podcasts. So, you know, the idea of hyper-personalization and if they want predictive analytics and they want goal-driven systems and they want to be able to spot patterns or anomalies, they're going to need different solutions and different toolkits for each of those. So can you share with us some examples where RPA and other approaches are used together to help address some of these challenges in automation? Yeah, I think if you look back at the history of the company, one of the first areas where we spotted an opportunity was in understanding documents. Because when you work and start automating processes in the back office, many of this order to cash, procure to pay, you have invoices and purchase orders, which are paper-based. Unfortunately, there's lack of standardization on what the invoice should look like. And sometimes marketing folks like myself go crazy in making the invoices looking pretty which creates a challenge for technology for understanding and processing it. So that we looked at all the intelligent OCR solutions and they were not designed for business user in mind who were using RPA to automate these processes. So we decided to create IQBot, which was a new category, intelligent document processing, which today is the fastest growing category in enterprise software, growing faster than RPA. And it's the fastest growing product line and automation. So that was the first area we saw we have more than 500 customers who are using that. And every quarter, hundreds of new customers are signing on. So it's adoption. Like I think we were talking to one of the investors and who was saying that if IQBot was a standalone company, it will be a unicorn in itself. So that's one area we are seeing tremendous adoption. Second area, people started looking at it. When you're looking to automate business processes, often the underlying applications change and you need more intelligence to adapt to changes in the application for minor changes. And computer vision comes into play. That's where we started applying AI Sense, which uses deep learning and computer vision to adapt to changes and also work in difficult to automate environments like virtual desktop environments where you don't get a regular screen like a HTML page. It's streamed as an image. So you have to use computer vision to understand where the different fields are so a robot can click on that field and perform some action. Then what we found lately is the number of use cases starting a couple of years started multiplying big time. We have a big uh, company that's disrupting the hospitality space. And they were getting thousands of listings from people wanting to list their property on their site. And they would come with images and people will have to manually review the image to extract amenities. And they created an AI model in using computer vision. Now an RPA bot takes the listing, sends the images to Google pre-trained model, which automatically extracts the amenities available based on the pictures. And they found that they can approve twice as many listings now. I mean, the listings went up 2x because a lot of people who list and they'll be waiting for approvals and they'll abandon the listing. So their listings went up 2x by using automation. And that's an example. Another company, they are into silicon manufacturing and they take pictures to 
figure out defect and people were manually analyzing these pictures, look for defects to do they need to reject the wafer. And now they trained the computer vision model in the cloud and RP bot takes those pictures, uploads that and automatically determines what should be rejected. So there are a lot of interesting ways and use cases we are beginning to see. Yeah, it's good that you talk about these use cases because, you know, people are trying to think about artificial intelligence. So a lot of people, especially is very generic and that's why we like to talk about these seven patterns, because we may be talking, saying AI, but we're not saying the same thing. And you, may, you might be thinking about a chatbot or a conversational system. You might be thinking about a recognition system, somebody else's predictive analytics, somebody else's about autonomous systems. They're all kind of in the general genre. But I think, you know, especially when you think about automation, especially when you think about process automation, that's a little more clear what we're talking about. Yeah. And, the, and of course, the value proposition is very tangible because people think about these processes and sometimes not thinking about the reason behind them, which is that it's not that you that the process is not really about the document. The document is really a means to an end exactly. to do something, you know, mm-hmm. give the benefits or do something. And it, sometimes people get stuck in that. And you were talking about some of these use cases. So tell us some of the interesting ones, some of these processes and some of these things that you have seen in different industries, because I think we're starting to see adoption across pretty much every industry that's out there. Yeah. One of the most common ones you mentioned was many of our customers are using intelligent chatbots on the front end, conversational AI to extract the customer intent. And then that triggers RPA bots to fulfill the intent. For example, a conversational UI or chatbot can be interacting where the customer is asking for, hey, what's my order status? Why isn't it? And then the chatbot can ask, hey, can you provide me either your email an order number and then trigger a bot, then that can pick up the status and serve them right there in the real time. And so that a number of customers are combining those chatbots. But one of the more interesting ones was we have a big uh, international company in the mining business. And they said uh, one of the big challenges they had was that they have 200 project managers across the world and they would not provide enough information often about the projects so they could capitalize and depreciate those projects properly. So they ended up training AI model and IBM Watson where they can take the project information, feed the model and automatically determine how to capitalize depending on the local jurisdictions and laws and depreciate that. So that was very interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that use case uh, and it was very unusual for me. And then, in fact, we have been running a survey as part of Intelligent Automation Day. And the early results are that uh, nearly two thirds of our customers are claiming that they have in, uh, combined RPA and AI together in their automation journey, which I was blown away. I thought the number will be closer to 25 and 33 percent. That's what I was expecting. I did not expect that the customers have already two thirds of them have combined AI with RPA in some of their business processes. And nearly a third of them said they had done so for more than five processes, which was astounding to me. Do you know what types of AI they were incorporating? Was it like natural language processing or computer vision? When we had heard that stat too, we said, you know, was it even OCR, which some people say is AI and some people say isn't. We tried to make it clear in the questions we asked, right? We said there's a distinction of intelligent digital document processing versus OCR because intelligent document process uses AI. OCR is using a very, it's more of an expert system. It's not using truly AI in there. So we clarified that, but I was talking to one of the customers who spoke today, and he was saying that they're looking at using 
translation services, AI, so they can take a document in one language, translate it automatically using AI services. And we see a lot of demand for translation services online. There's a tremendous pent-up demand, and many of our customers are looking at understanding emails. There's a large number of emails come help desk, AP departments, in customer support. And the common problem is how do I determine intent and how do I identify the, who the customer is out of this email using NLP? And then we can automate the process. And we already talked about chatbots. And then the other example we gave is we are beginning to see in insurance and other industries, people experimenting with, hey, for the high volume transaction, low dollar amount, can we use AI to automatically estimate damages and approve the claims if it falls below a threshold where we don't have to manually review each one of them. Uh, Before I move into higher value, they want to take baby steps into that automation journey. Yeah, those are some great use cases. And thanks for clarifying, because as we said, we always break it down into the seven patterns because everybody, when you say AI, everybody has a slightly different definition and they're thinking something slightly different. I know that today there was some really great things that were announced. Cognolytica has been tracking the intelligent automation space for quite some time. And about two or three years ago, we initially published a report about the levels of cognitive automation. And it goes from level zero, where there's no intelligence, to level three. And at the time, there really were no vendors that were even close to level three automation, where it was you know, able to truly discover business processes on its own, discover bottlenecks and be able to move forward with that and truly be intelligent in the process. But today, Automation Anywhere and you know made a product announcement that's actually moving a lot closer to that. So for our listeners that aren't aware, can you talk to us a little about DiscoveryBot? Yeah, I think it's one of the most exciting products that we have launched in a while. And DiscoveryBot, our vision is that we can observe humans as they go about their daily business and we can extract the context in which they are performing work over there and piece together business processes automatically and then identify the potential ROI and prioritize them on potential ROI. And more importantly, with one click, allow you to create a bot to automate it. And that's our vision. And we just took the first step in that journey with the discovery bot. But the exciting part is that I was just talking to Lee, who presented here. He felt that even when he knows what process he has to automate, 80% of his time is spent in piecing together how the process works in his company. Think about enterprises. Some of them are 100 year old. They are across multiple geographies, multiple BUs. And imagine how many people you have to interview even for uh, order to cash process in different divisions. There are variations across people. It's not written down. It's in people's head and exception handling. They forget to tell you in the first pass. So you have to iterate. And so creating the bot is the easy part. But 80% of time is piecing together what this process looks like. And the other problem is when we talk to our customers, everyone has a pretty good idea for the first 20, 30 processes they want to automate. But the long tail of processes go undiscovered. So you get this 80-20 rule, the 20% of the processes that need to be 
automated, people know, and they start on that journey. Even that is hard because you spend a lot of time documenting it and capturing the process, but the remaining 80% go undiscovered. So I think we can solve both problems. Say, discover 100% of the business processes by using Discovery Bot. And two, we eliminate the 80% of the time spent in just documenting and figuring out, mapping the process, we can automate that part. And so we feel that it can lead to five times the velocity in automation. So that's really exciting. I mean, I think uh, we think of us as what Tesla has done for self-driving cars. We are moving on that path for self-driven automation where bots are actually help you create bots. Yeah, that's definitely part of our vision. You know, in our level three of our cognitive automation, we talk about autonomous business process. Actually, it's really levels of autonomy, mm-hmm. which is what that is. And you know, automation certainly fills a role, but autonomy is, of course, trying to eliminate as much of the human as possible from the loop, have machines do them as automatically as possible. And so the first part of that is discovering the process. And then, of course, once you discover it, then can you optimize it, which mm-hmm. is the next thing. And then, of course, can you monitor it and keep an eye on it? Because life changes, right? So digging into it, I mean, like, you know, what, what do you see as like the exciting things? You know, kind of what are you looking at in the future? Some of the exciting areas that Automation Anywhere is working on, maybe exciting things in the industry, RPA, or just in general, but you're seeing an AI that would be of interest and excitement for what you guys are working on right here. Yeah, I think one of the most exciting insights that our founder Mihir came upon, and he mentioned that today, is if you look back in the history of technology, Gordon Moore was visionary enough to recognize back in 1971, he felt that the pace at which innovation was going, the number of transistors will double every 18 months or so. And it has held the test of time for 50 years. We feel when you look at the evolution of RPA space over the five years and how fast it has been growing, I think that law is coming into play in automation space as well. Where we are positing, and Mihir made that comment today, Mihir is positing that number of hours of work automated using software bots will double every 12 to 18 months. And I think we are at the beginning of multiple decades of journey. And the reason why I feel confident is we have only scratched the surface of automation by combining AI into RPA and automation platforms. And as more and more AI gets infused and becomes foundational to our platform, we feel we can continue to deliver accelerated value and accelerated pace of automation to our customers. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, we always say automation is great, but automation is not intelligent. So if you tell a bot to do something over and over again, it will. To really make it intelligent and bring in that next level, you need to add intelligence and AI to it. So that's why we're really excited to hear that. And we want to continue on this journey where you go from automation to autonomous. Absolutely. And we strongly here at Automation Anywhere believe that automation platform needs its own AI. It's not sufficient just to integrate with third-party AI platforms because they are problems unique to automation. And some of the areas especially are discovering the process that's unique to automation and we're investing heavily in that. Second is understanding unstructured data starting with documents and emails. Uh, Third is uh, adding resiliencies to bots so they can be resilient to changes in underlying applications. They can understand and adapt to those changes. And fourth is being able to perform that analysis in an ongoing manner as these bots execute to optimize, help you figure out how to optimize these processes. 
And at the same time, this platform needs to help you orchestrate across a plethora of AI platforms that are good at point things. And you need to be able to take the data, format it, cleanse it, send it to those platforms and take the results and complete the automation end to end. Yeah. And thanks. This was a really insightful podcast. Like we said, we're very excited to see where DiscoveryBot goes. And I know that this is just in its infancy. So we're excited to see how it continues to grow over time. But we always like to end our podcast asking our guests what you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to corporations and beyond. I believe that the amount of intelligence is continuing to going to increase in the AI platform. And as the platforms become intelligent, they'll become easier and easier to use by consumers and everyday business users alike. Today, for example, we use AI when we drive to work using Google Maps. We use AI when we use Siri or Alexa to interact uh, with our systems. So we are using AI in everyday lives without realizing it. And I think the future is where voice is the primary interface for the work you perform. And uh, through voice, you communicate and the system will get to a point where they can understand your intent. and perform those actions autonomously based on your command. So I think uh, that's where we are going as a, as a company. And, and I think as a world, we'll have to decide together what kind of a society we want to bring because humans are not good at repetitive tasks. In a way, the industrial revolutions of the past have turned humans into robots, sitting in call centers and sitting in back offices, performing robotic work that they are not good at it. So I think we have an opportunity by using AI and harnessing and automation in the right way to build a better society where we are really freeing up humans to do what they do best, which is communicate, collaborate and create. And maybe we can usher a next renaissance where people have more leisure time and they can focus on what they do best. Yeah, we'll hope so. I think that's a lot of us people are thinking about the where this is all going. Mm-hmm. And we talked to a lot of people who say like, you know, people think about their jobs and sometimes they're worried about their jobs. It's like, well, you have your job and you have your work. Mm-hmm. And the idea is for you to do your job, but not necessarily do all that work. And right. so <laughs> if you think about it that way, it's kind of a little more liberating because it's like, you know, a lot of the time what you're spending doing at your job is not really the job that people want, which is making customers happy, delivering products, you know, optimizing the organization, thinking strategically, doing all the things that you'd like to do, but you end up spending most of your time on the things that you really should not be doing. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so thank you so much. You've provided such great insight here, Manish. You know, thank you for joining us on this podcast. We really appreciate your insights and your participation. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, Manish, for joining us today. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. And if you like listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listener. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. 
For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.